0: Okay, you know it's simple mama, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, can't beat me man I'm, man, I'm in the zone, in the zone. Michael Fels with them flows, they're like waves and you know, and I get them out fast, I'm Usain on them tracks, like Jordan the Payton, don't talk all that trash. Ain't on my level, relax, bro just pull up them stats, let my game show the fast. Know that you can never pass this, so you got another so an auto-racking, like Serena, no, I'm press it's my planet, it's my planet, on my space, you won't be jamming, don't put me in the box, keep on winning, I no, don't stop, think you got an easy lane, I'm Dikembe with the block, that's all you got, yeah, I'm on another level, yeah, I'm on another level, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on another level, yeah, yeah. like Ace Ferg, I'm on a new level, okay.
1: opulent inventory our proud partners here on the show from iphones to macbooks to apple tv to apple watches to trade-ins and much more now you can have the apple product of your dreams visit opulent inventory on opulentinventory.com and on instagram my guy nash and guardy are the very best in the game to provide you the apple product of your dreams now let's get back to the show
0: Welcome
2: here to the W Podcast Show. Oh, good, good, real good, man. Sports has been crazy the last few days. I'm ready to talk about it. Let's get me. Let's get it, man. Absolutely. Let's talk about it first.
1: But folks, Opulent Inventory. Opulent Inventory. The Apple product needs of your dreams. We've got them from Apple watches to to Apple watches to Apple TV to iPhones, MacBooks, trade-ins, and much more. My guys, Opulent Inventory are the Apple product of your dreams. Promo code podcast gets you 20% off to match your needs. Mike, we'll start off with what happened in in the Indianapolis against the national championship game in Indianapolis. The Georgia Bulldogs outlasting Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide. What a story, man. Stetson Bennett, right? He was struggled for three quarters, Will Anderson and that pass rush that the Alabama Crimson tide had was getting after him. But in the fourth quarter, he realized that his Georgia Bulldogs defense kept him in the game and he did not want to be the reason they lose, Mike. Goes four for four, 72 yards, and two touchdowns. The deep one to Mitchell on the right sideline for 40 yards. And then the talented freshman Brock Bowers into the end zone when they caught Alabama in all-out blitz. What a performance. And Kirby Smart, he finally does it, and 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 what would you know, Mike? It took 41 years for Georgia to be on the top, on the mountaintop again. But
2: they are, and the dogs, they're barking out there in Georgia. Yeah, 100. It was a it was a great effort by Georgia Bulldogs, finally getting over the hump against the Crimson Tide. And to me, it was led by their defense. The defense led the way every time. You know, the offense, the offense was struggling for three quarters. It was really a defensive battle. But I, I believe, to me, the confidence in the offense that. You know they can really uh, make ways against this defense. They really didn't gain that confidence until later on in the game, when they really felt like uh, the the defense held them down for the most part. Every mistake that the offense made, every time the offense got off the field, the defense made sure that you know they, they kept they kept Alabama at bay, and it, it and it propelled the offense. And then in the fourth quarter, you just started to wake up, finally uh you know get big plays down the field, generate some offense with the from the quarterback position, and uh it. It, it it worked out for him. They 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 put the pressure on Alabama, which is what forced that 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 play at the end with Bryce them through the pick six because um you know he had to make some plays on the, on the run. So hats off to Georgia for putting Alabama and putting the pressure on Alabama and then being able to execute when the time was right in the fourth quarter. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Their Nakobe Dean,
1: their star linebacker, who was the Dick Butkus Award for the league uh, nation's best linebacker <laughs> this year, led and set the tone. Um... So he, he was, he was For the good battle, he always. And gave, gave that motivation to dominate the line of scrimmage on the defensive side of football. I thought the SEC title game was a way- they woke them up. Mm-hmm. They showed these guys that, you know what? We can't come in here and think and just think that, you know, we, we we only allowed opponents to score six points all year long against us. And then they got exposed in that SEC title game. Maybe pride and greed got against them, but. You know, in life, sometimes you don't really get a second chance. And these young men said that they were happy to get a second one. And this time around, they made amends for what happened in the title game.
2: They sure did. They sure did. That they got it, and now it's 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 one of the beautiful, it's one of the beautiful moments in sports that we love to see a team get a second chance at, re, at redemption against the top dog, and then and then finally get a chance get, get get a chance, and they're able to cash in and knock them off. It's one of the one of the best moments that we love in sports. And Georgia was able to make make way with it, and um, hats off to them. Yeah, absolutely absolutely there for sure. And we look
1: at the other side.
2: Talk to us about the
1: Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young. He struggled. One mm-hmm. touchdown but two interceptions. He had a QBR of 39. By far the worst worst game that he had all year long. Will Anderson which um, um, and, so, so, and-, and so Alabama really struggled. It came out as well yesterday by Adam Schefter. Jameson Williams who is Deemed as the second best wideout coming in a draft, he has a torn ACL, Mike. So is his draft arc is going to fail as well. So you know,
0: said that one game doesn't that this Alabama Crimson
2: Tide team had, but you got to feel for them. So talk about talk about these three men. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man, to lose your top two receivers before the national championship game. is tough, and, and it's, it's 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 one it's one thing that, you know have. You know, one of your top receivers to have that, that missed him for most of the season and still still be able to get the reps with the other receivers throughout the season. But Michi, Michi played with Williams out there for a majority of the year. So that's the chemistry that he had with those guys. And then he, and then Michi got hurt around, you know, before the SEC championship, around the SEC championship game. So he didn't really have as much time with the other guys to gain those, those quality reps to get ready for a situation if Williams was to get hurt. And that's exactly what happened. Williams got hurt. Uh, in the game, and then once that happened, it was it was it was, it was a scramble position at the receiver position at the receiver spot because the best weapon, uh, as far as Bryce Young was concerned, was what came from the tight end position. Everybody from the wide receiver position was new, so it was an on the fly situation that um, you know the chemistry wasn't working. I feel like Bryce Young didn't play as bad. As advertised, I saw a lot of drops. I saw a lot of situations where his receivers were, you know, just miscommunications. It was, it was, it was, it was a combination of Bryce of Bryce Young not, you know, not not um being on, being being having the same timing with these receivers, and it, and it came to hurt him against a top tier defense. It was it was a it was a bad situation for him. But at the same time, hats off to Georgia for making him uncomfortable. But Alabama, it's, it's unfortunate for Bryce Young because you know he was without his, his top two receivers, and it showed especially in that second half when when it was dropped passes, uh, miscommunications, bad timing as far as the rhythm with the receivers. uh, It it really showed in that second half.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, for sure. It's back to the drawing board for Alabama. I don't know what the odds are for next year's title game, but uh, something tells me these two teams will be back in the college football playoffs again um, there as well. So, I guess there's, there's a new king and a king crop in the SEC that Nick Saban has to look out for there for sure. Let's switch to the, from the collegiate game to the NFL, Mike, and talk to us what you saw in a great, great, great weekend. Week 18, the first week 18 in the NFL. Um, what did you see? Because
2: that was one for the books. I saw magic man. I saw teams giving it their all. I saw teams that even even though they uh they knew it was a long shot that they would potentially make the playoffs. I saw them still giving it their all and still battling. Uh, I, just, I just I just saw I just saw willpower. I saw I saw the San Francisco 49ers team knowing that they have to they control their own destiny to get into the playoffs. They were down against a, 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 a against a hostile crowd on the road, a divisional opponent, 17 nothing and came back and fought their fought their way back. And really made it tough. And um, and then now they have a date with the Cowboys in the wild card. I saw the Oakland Raiders, who team, who everybody's written, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders, who a lot of teams, who a lot of people have written off throughout majority of the season based on the uh, the inconsistent play. But these, I saw these last couple of weeks really rise up, go on the road against a tough Indianapolis team, and then this week, uh, uh at home, take care of business in a very tough overtime game against their uh, against the L.A. Chargers. It was, it was. The, those those were the two big game biggest games that stood out to me, man. But it was just special watching all watching all the games this weekend, just seeing them come down to the wire, come down like you know, two the teams giving it their all. This week eighteen, you could tell it was almost like a playoff weekend compared to all the games that that we saw out there. We saw the Cowboys getting their rhythm on Saturday night, um, putting up fifty one points. I understand they went against the Eagles backups, but it was good to see the Cowboys and Dak get a little bit of a rhythm. Uh, before the playoffs uh continues. they that's I feel like they really needed that. And I saw I saw Kansas City uh come close to getting the AFC come close to getting the number one seed out there against Denver, but Tennessee was able to to fight through it and, and handle their business. So, hats off to the Tennessee Titans for being able to con- uh, secure that number one seed without Derrick Henry at the helm, yeah. And not only that, they're
1: getting that Trojan horse back. It's been noted mm-hmm. that these two weeks might help to get 22 back. And if they were to get 22 back, my goodness, Tennessee would be, would be, they're, they're kind of like the darling of the, the season, Mike. Yeah. My coach, Mike Vrabel is my coach of the year. Nobody saw Tennessee being this good. If they were to get Derek Henry back, that would really shake up the AFC there for sure. But I agree with you. I thought the Cowboys got back in rhythm, five touchdowns by Dak Prescott for the first half. It wasn't because they played the Eagles. It was before because the offense could not go into the postseason playing lackluster like they've been these last few weeks. They needed rhythm, and yep. they, they, they got that against a pretty bad Philadelphia team who's also in the playoffs, mm-hmm. who had themselves a bye week. Not a lot of their starters uh, playing there as well. But to me, Mike, the 49ers, the 49ers was the team that really caught my attention. Because, man, oh, man, down 17. In SoFi Stadium with Tyler Higby cooking, Matt Stafford and Cooper cooking. They come back, they dominate the line of scrimmage on the defensive side with Eric Armstead, with Fred Warner, with uh Nick Bosa, who had 16 and a half sacks this year, Mike. And then offensively, they ran that football. They absolutely ran that football. And then that opened up play action to guys like Debo Samuels. And also Jennings, I I thought Jimmy G answered all the critics and all the notions saying 49ers faithful are looking for Trey Lance, but Jimmy G wanted to silence all the naysayers and he did it in the bright lights San Francisco to me Mike was the biggest one of this week, and also Pittsburgh right Pittsburgh Pittsburgh had no business Mike being in the playoffs, they needed all the help that they can. They needed uh, Jacksonville to beat Indianapolis. They needed to beat the Baltimore Ravens, which they did. You know they needed help
2: um, from the the Raiders. Yep.
1: back here on our second segment here on the Save Podcast Radio. Go through each matchup and uh discuss your winners on Wild Card Weekend. So, we're going to start off with the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Las Vegas Raiders, the first matchup on Saturday
2: afternoon. Go ahead. I'm gonna go with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they ride the momentum. It's gonna be a tough physical game. It's gonna be an uncomfortable game, an unorthodox game uh, compared to how they've been winning over the uh, throughout the regular season. The uh, Las Vegas is gonna come in here with uh, playing with house money, uh, playing physical, playing hard. They're gonna win. They're gonna get try to get as much pressure as possible on on uh, Joe Burrow because that offensive line has been suspect, and that defensive line with Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe uh Guys like that, they're, they're going to get pressure on these guys. So it's going to come down to uh, that front four. It's going to it's, it's going to be a, a bomb burner. But I would give the slight nod, slight nod to Joe Burrow and um and the Cincinnati Bengals to 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 pull this game out at home, ride that crowd.
1: Definitely, definitely. Def, it's been years Mike, since Cincinnati had their last playoff win in the '90s. So what a way this young, young and youthful Bengals team would do that Saturday evening. Prime time in the afternoon, 8.15 on CBS. It is the trilogy between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. This time, again, it's in Orchard Park. Inclement weather, Mike, is going to be a factor again in Buffalo this time. Degrees is going to be up to 14 miles per hour winds. And it's expected to be negative 2 degrees. Not as cold as it was earlier when it was just very rugged. But it's going to be... Very, 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 very cold and can impact this game.
2: Buffalo hosting New England for the third time. Who do you got, Mike? I have a, I'm gonna roll with the Buffalo Bills. I feel like because they're at home uh, and what I've seen from them uh, over the last few weeks of the regular season lets me know that they're ready for this moment. I believe that they're ready for this uh, this opportunity to take on the uh, the New England Patriots in, in their in their ballpark. I don't believe the weather is gonna be a factor for Josh Allen. He can throw anywhere in any uh, in, in, any type of weather, and he has the weapons out there to do it. This is the moment for uh, the Buffalo Bills to to, to, to take surge and really to um, and, uh, win this big game on their home on their home. Uh, I, expect them, I expect them to handle the, handle their business. Uh, New England has, has had a very good season this year, but I, I believe they they reached their peak as far as how, how far they can go this season. I think they lose to this to this Buffalo Bills team. who's going to be coming out hungry and fiery uh, up there up there in um, in Buffalo.
1: Definitely, definitely there for sure. That means Buffalo would advance to the second. Sunday, Mike, where one of the first two top two seeds, the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they make their quest and they start their quest to repeat again. They go up against the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts and company will be well uh, rest. running game in Miles Sanders and Avante Smith coming to Tampa. Tampa Bay hosting Philadelphia. Who do you got?
2: And then This game is going to be interesting, Sebby, because how many times have we seen this type of scenario come out? This is that one game throughout the weekend where we have the tr- true and total underdog versus the the, the the team that everybody predicts to win this game. Um, you have a situation where the Eagles are going to come in there playing with house money. They're going to play hard early on. And early on, it's going to look like it's going to be a battle. Uh, and, and Tampa Bay might come in there not as locked in as they usually are and, 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 and be able to take advantage of some plays early on in the first half. I see this game being close early, first quarter, second quarter, maybe even a little bit into the third. However, I do feel like Tampa Bay at some point will break away from this Eagles team and flex their muscles and show how, how potent they really are and, uh, and finish the deal. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win this game, but it will be competitive through at least two quarters. Interesting.
1: Interesting there for sure. Some very good experience for Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, and Nick Sirianni and company down there in Tampa there. And of course, America's Game of the Week on that Sunday afternoon is going to be the six-seeded and red-hot 49ers team going into Dallas, who's the third seed in the NFC. Dallas, they led the league in points this year, Mike, on offense, and they had the number one overall offense this year. So they led the league in points, and they could put up points, and they led the league in total offense. Mike, they they put up over 39 points per game at home. That's what the 49ers are going up against. And a red-hot 49ers team defensively who's ranked fourth overall, Mike, on defense. So it's strength against strength, defense versus offense. Who do you
2: got? I'm rolling with the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like they any other year you have a rolling hot team like the forty ers coming into their home building, they have an opportunity to cash out. I would have picked the, the the opposing team. However, this Cowboys team this year, um, I've said it since the beginning of the season. It's something different about this team, Sevy. And I think this is the moment that they realize that they get to show the world how different they really are. You know, the grueling regular season is over with. Uh the 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 um, you know, the the ups and downs. That's over with. This is the new season. It's a first start. And I feel like the, the Dallas Cowboys, where they're at right now, mentally, physically, they, they, they should be able to pull this game out. And I think they're poised for a potentially a special run here in these 22 playoffs. Abby. Potentially, potentially there.
1: We'll see if they can get back to the glory days of the 90s when they won three Super Bowls there as well. The second seed that is going to be the highest-seeded team that's in Wild Card Weekend is the Kansas City Chiefs, who were the Super Bowl runners up last year. They start their quest to get back to the big dance this year against the Pittsburgh Steelers. TJ Watt, who most think will be the defensive player of the year, and a farewell tour for Big Ben Roethlisberger. It's in Kansas City at Arrowhead. These first two teams met earlier on this year, Mike, and uh, let's just say it was one sided and it was lopsided, thirty six to three. In the favor of the Kansas City Chiefs, can we see an encore performance of
2: that? I don't believe we'll see an encore performance of that. I feel like this Pittsburgh Steelers team is gonna is not gonna uh, allow Big Ben to go out like that um, in his final season. I do feel like this game is gonna be tough because. The Pittsburgh Steelers, no matter what the situation is, always match up with Kansas City well. It's a matchup thing with them. They could potentially win this game, Savvy. I would not be surprised if they do win this game. I do expect it to be semi-low scoring, somewhere in the 20s. It would have to be uh, somewhere in the t- uh, early 20s to mid-20s uh, for Pittsburgh to have a chance to win the game. However, I do I do see Kansas City squeaking them out. and, and uh, But this might be Kansas City's toughest matchup uh, in these playoffs based on the the matchup. The, the matchup that is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the fact how motivated they're going to be knowing that this is Ben's last game. So I do expect Kansas City to, to pull it off. In the end, it's going to be close. It's going to be very close, but um, I, I do see Kansas City, Kansas City squeaking them out because they, they just have the overall better team right now.
1: Definitely, definitely there
2: for sure. And
1: the very first Monday in Los mm. weekend that will be in Los Angeles, home of Super Bowl 56. The Rams hope to be there like the Buccaneers were last year. But they have their work cut out for them because fifth-seeded Arizona Cardinals are coming to town. And this is the trilogy as well, Mike. The third meeting, the rubber match. Both teams split in the regular season. Both teams went to opposite buildings and won, right? Both road teams won on the road this year. It's in so far. It's the third time. Kyler Murray and this offense, they feel like they are ready. They do think that they are getting J.J. Watt back. That's their emotional locker room leader. It's to be announced. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins is a game-time decision there. But the Rams, they did not like how they ended their season. 49ers. Is this going
2: to be this week? You have all favorites this week, Mike. This is going to be your first upset? It's very possible. I'm, I'm, I'm so close to picking the Arizona Cardinals in this game because of the firepower. Because of the fact that they're getting some more firepower on defense back with JJ Watt, as far as far as the leader is concerned and stuff like that, so it's it's, it's going to be tough, man. But I'm going to stick with the Rams. I just feel like they have too much to lose. Matthew Stafford coming into this season, we we know the expectations that he had. Um, you know, with his LA Rams team, he has an opportunity at home to uh, rewrite that wrongs and potentially be the second team in history to host a Super Bowl on his home on his home floor. I see the, I see. I, I see this team. Rising up to the opportunity, I see this defensive line, Von Miller showing why he was such a great acquisition in that in, in that trade. I, I I just see the stars making plays and and this team really coming together. Odell Beckham Jr. showing why he's still one of the top receivers in this game from a talent perspective. I just I I see too much. I see too much uh, opportunity. It's gonna be a bomber and it's gonna be a close game, a dogfight. Arizona is gonna be right there with them. However, I do give the I do give the Rams a slight nod in this game. Absolutely a few
1: nights ago that was a great
2: football game
1: they'll have a chance to do that again so no upsets in all card weekend michael gray says we will have all the favorites moving on that means we will have cincinnati to go to tennessee in the divisional round and then we would have a rematch of what we saw early on this year buffalo going back to arrowhead where they won early on this year in the afc and then in the nfc We'll see if the Dallas Cowboys can get some revenge on Tom Brady in week one and what they did in Tampa. They'll be back in Tampa for the divisional round. That would be the 3-2 matchup in the NFC. And we would have the Rams and Matthew Stafford and company going back to Lambeau Field, where earlier on this year they also lost 36-25 to Aaron Rodgers. So those would be the four matchups in Michael Gray's opinion.
2: Yes. Hundred percent. Now, Arizona is Arizona is making it tough because of how good they were on the road this year. I'm really, I'm, I'm contemplating. I'm still contemplating right now, Sebby, about that pick. But I'm, uh, it's, it's I, I still, I still see the Rams getting it. But um, the, the, if there was an upset, that would be my upset right there. And would that, even, and Sebby, would that even be considered an upset?
1: I don't think it would be an upset. Either way, <laughs> e- either way, the, the winner of that would uh, go to to Lambeau Field if if it were to go the way you said it. Unless San Francisco was to beat Dallas, then San Francisco would go to Lambeau and and then you know the winner of that game would go to Tampa. But either way, there's a lot of a lot of things, a lot of variables that can happen. In this year's playoffs, but we're going to switch gears, Mike, and switch to the NBA now. Tom mm. Moran has taken the lead by storm, only 22 years old. We'll go ahead and talk about him and what his grind city, Memphis Grizzlies team, is doing. The Sebby Podcast Radio Show, live and streaming here on WNSC Radio. And we're back here on our third segment here today. Myself, Michael Gray, the NBA, John Morant, Mike, and his streaking Grizzlies. 10 in a row, 10 in a row, including an impressive win last night on NBA TV against the co-best team in the NBA, the Suns and the Warriors, 30 and 9. Now they're 30 and 10 because of the loss last night. John Morant, 29 points, 12. And he does it on both ends, Mike, three steals. He has put himself, Mike, and cemented himself on his MVP campaign. Look, don't look now, but the Grizzlies are just half a game back of the Utah Jazz for third place in the West, and they've been playing very well. Um, how well the this season, Mike? They're number one in the NBA in points in the paint, number one in steals, number one in defensive efficiency, and number four overall in the rating. That's how well this. And in this streak of 10 in a row, they've led the league in offense and they've led the league in defense throughout this streak. That's what the job for this Memphis Grizzlies see. Talk to
2: us about what we do, what you see. It's special, man. What you're saying is a team that has been uh, – uh, that, that started in the rebuild stage a few years ago. And ever since they got John Morant, you saw the potential of this team. You saw that them start to add depth around this guy. They realized the potential of like how good of a star he can be. Um, and 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 they and they put the records and weapons around him to, to be successful. This is a Memphis team that reminds me a little bit of the OKC teams when they came up under the Big Three uh, during those times. They were a young team, but they were one of those young teams that had st- that still had a, a, an immense level of talent, and they had high IQ enough to even to to win and even beat some of the top teams in that conference. This Memphis team is a, a, is is along that same line. They they have some very young players, but they have very young, high IQ players. When you think about John Moran, we know how special he is. We can make a conversation right now, but when you think about guys like Jaron Jackson Jr., who's healthy this year, uh, coming off the injury last year, you think about Desmond Bain, who stepped his game up tremendously. Tyus Jones, uh, they 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 have two Brooks on this team. You know, Dylan Brooks. You know, it's just it's, it's a special ball club, and they had they do it by committee. And this is a team that can, that can have. Six or seven players a game average double and and, and 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 they and they reap their success off that. It's a special ball club. And what makes this what makes this team so special this year, Sebi, is that they went on a nine-game winning streak earlier when John Morant was hurt earlier in the season. And a lot of people, you know, some some people in the mainstream media, not not a lot, but so, but so, uh, it, it actually became a topic. And is this team better without John Morant? That that was the topic of discussion when they went on that nine-game winning streak without John. John Moran is so gangster. This this Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies team is so gangster that they came back and they said, "I'll raise your nine game winning streak and I'll give you a ten game winning streak with me in the lineup leading the way." It's, it's it's this this team this Memphis team is one of those special teams that can um that uh, that have enough talent and enough depth to really blow the West open and and then they have the experience to get it done as well. You know when you have when you think about the play-in last year, beating the Golden State Warriors, but lo- losing to the Jazz in a, a gentleman's sweep last year, that was that mattered, and it, it was it was huge for this team. And you see them building off that, All right? Building off that experience. I'm looking forward to see the maturation process of where they will go in the playoffs this year. Because to me, they're ahead of schedule right now. When you think about the fourth seed and where this team is. But uh, it's, it's because of the dogs that they have on this team. It's because of the depth that they have on this team, and the player development has been very special. This Memphis Grizzlies team is, is a team that's going to be around for the next five, six, seven years with their depth and with their with their uh, with their with their firepower. Uh, the grindhouse is back, live in full effect, and they might even be more potent um, as far as how far they would go than 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 the grindhouse team of, of old with Zach Randolph and those boys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The grindhouse is officially back, right? The
2: the house that Mark Gasol and Zebo and, and, and
1: also Mike Conley built. Right yeah. now, it's passed down to John Morant and what he's doing. You want to know how good this Memphis team is, Mike? They're the only team this year that's beaten the Bulls, the Nets, the Bucks, the Suns, the Warriors, and the Jazz, right? That's all the best teams in basketball. They're the only team that has done that. They're the only team that can say that they can do that. And John Morant has been... He is. And then this. He can can get to the rim. You know, he he can finish with either hand. But can he really shoot that shot? And this year, career highs in 38% from three. He's over 40% in in twos. And so this guy is a complete player now. Career highs all across the board. And he is definitely in this MVP. The, the 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 Grizzlies wouldn't be here. It's crazy to me why mainstream media would even think that this <laughs> Grizzlies team would be better without him you know, w- w- in his absence. But Memphis is ahead of schedule, Mike, and I think they're a real, real, real threat this year in the Western Conference. They got to be in a mix with the Warriors, the Suns, and the Jazz. I think it's a four-headed monster when you talk about the f- best teams in the basketball.
2: Yeah, it's, it's got to be like a six-headed monster. When you think about the weapons that are missing for, for a couple teams that, that could potentially come back before the regular season is over with, and that's the uh, the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Clippers. When you think about Jamal Murray coming back before the playoffs, that makes this Denver team that much more special and potent. And I feel like in the playoffs, which is what they're built for, that's when they really show their, show their muscle. And the L.A. Clippers, if Kawhi Leonard comes back, you see how good they're playing without – Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. This team is just too deep, man. The Clippers, are, man. This, 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 is a team. Kawhi comes back. Put them in that mix as well.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely there for sure. Let's go out east where the Windy City is giving storms. Conference. DeMar DeRozan, Mike. Wow, hasn't he played like an All NBA performer? He needs to be in that discussion there as well as well as the MVP. He's put the Windy City on its back. A team that was led by Zach Levine. I think slowly but surely, this young Bulls team is starting to see that Demar Derozan is the guy and the go-to guy in the clutch. I thought that would be a concern for me, Mike. Who would take the yes. last shot because Zach Levine is there already, and 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 I know last first, uh, you know, point guard, but Levine and Derozan. I thought that would be an issue for them, but boy, Derozan is taking over, and he has been special, Mike. He's been special, the things that he's done closing out the Wizards, your Wizards, right, (laughs) in the Capital (laughs) One Arena in D.C. And then, of course, the night before in Indiana against the Pacers, he's put
2: himself in that discussion as well, Mike. Yeah, he sure has. He became the first player in NBA history to – I hit but game-winning buzzer beaters on back-to-back consecutive nights. The only player to ever do that uh, on, on on back-to-back games was Larry Bird back in the '80s. It was, right. it was it was special. Um, it was special. What I what we've seen from Demar Derozan so far this regular season. I feel like I feel like I, I'm I'm gonna ruffle a, ruffle. I'm gonna ruffle some feathers with this tape. I feel like a, a, one of the main re- reasons why a lot of people aren't are speaking on the board as far as how far they can go and still have trepidations about them is because, you know, DeMar DeRozan is their best player on the team right now. And we know how great he is in the regular season. We've seen him dominate regular seasons before. However, the question is, can he continue this play and continue this dominance in the playoffs and get this team far? That's the question, and that's what we need to see from DeMar DeRozan in order for people to really have confidence in how far this team can go for for for, for the regular season. We know how dominant they've been. He has you know He had certain pieces around him this year that can really help put him over the hump, put this team over the hump, and really bring the best out of his game. However, people have to see it, and, for, and the reason why that's the reason why a lot of people have trepidations about how far the Bulls can go because we haven't seen him as the best player on a championship team be able to get that team over the hump. So. I'm looking forward to seeing what DeMar DeRozan does later to finish this season. Um, we know how good he's going to be in the regular season, but what is he going to do as far as setting the tone in the playoffs when things get tough for this team? Is he still going to be that guy? And I, and, and that's the key for me with the, when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. We know how good they can be in the regular season. But can DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine be that guy in the playoffs?
1: Definitely there. Questions that need to be answered by Billy Donovan's team there for sure. Your boy Kyrie Irving came back against Indiana and the return of Klay Thompson in the lineup for the Warriors. These two guys were the highly cemented guys that everybody awaited their returns. Both teams and their players got a win. The Nets came back in Indiana and got a victory. And Klay Thompson absolutely put on a show. 17 points, very efficient on his return in the lineup against the Cavaliers. We focus on these two men. What did you see in their return, Mike?
2: Uh, what I saw from Kyrie, I saw a jolt. I saw a jolt um, against Indiana. Um, he, he came in. He started off a little slow. He was getting the feel. And I, I, I understand that part being out for eight months and stuff like that, you know, um, just trying to get a rhythm in the offense. But once he finally got, you know, his flow, it's, uh, it's going to take him a second to get in, get in shape and get in game condition and see the full aspect of Kyrie. But what you, what you did see is that that skill set is still vital. That skill set is still one of the best that we've ever seen at that position all time. And, 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 uh, and, and that's what's going to keep him overcome. That's what's going to get him right until he gets back in game shape and gets back in the flow of things. So what I saw from Kyrie is nothing different than what I've seen from Kyrie his entire series. He put his skill set on display, and he's just, he showed why he's one of the most exciting and electric players to watch in today's game. Uh, as far as Klay Thompson is concerned. Klay Thompson was impressive from the standpoint of he still got that defensive intensity. Uh, last night, if you watched the game against the Grizzlies, Desmond Bain has been on a roll these last few games. But he he he, he had a lot of trouble against Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson made it his business from the jump to be on Desmond Bain and make sure that, you know, defensively, I, I set my mark and set the tone for, for, this, for this side of the ball. So uh, defensively, I love what I see from Klay. But what I'm saying as well, he, he understands that it's a rhythm thing as far as the shooting is concerned. He's getting to the basket, Seve. He's making an attempt to get to the basket, get to the rim, get easy shots, get, uh, get to the free throw line so that that three-point shot can open up a little bit more smoothly as far as the flow of the offense. Uh, excellent, excellent idea coming in. High IQ coming in, coming in, but back off of you know being out for two and a half years. Understanding that you can't just come in jacking up threes. Uh, the certain three-point shots that he usually makes, uh, I saw him. I saw him miss some some uh, some freebies and easy ones that we're accustomed to see him make. But that 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 comes over time. There's only he's only two games in. It's gonna take some time for both of these guys to get their their legs under. But once they do, man, give it about a month or so. It's gonna be it's gonna be back like back like Showtime
1: absolutely no doubt about that absolutely there for sure this is the moment mike where mike you make your closing arguments for this week's episode take
2: it away yes i want to talk about the antonio brown situation we know mm. antonio brown is one of the one of the best receivers in football still to this day uh, 11 12 years into the league uh, he, he still can boogie he still can get it done um uh, it's, it's an unfortunate situation how he handled himself in the new york jets game um I would have, I would love I would have loved to see Antonio Brown just walk off on his square, and instead of making a scene like that. However, I want people to understand that the buck doesn't just stop at Antonio Brown. That there's that there there's somebody who you're speaking about a player who had incentives on the line, who's someone who had uh, contract disputes, who had ankle injuries, this, then the third. And there's always three sides to a story, and I feel like it, it's the initial conversation was all on antonio brown and the, and it wasn't on the other two sides of the story that that supreme as well and i feel like that's the problem that we have sometimes when it comes to these these players we're so busy worried about the the outrage and we're not we're not we don't never want to get to the root of why that outrage may have took place you know the the, the tampa bay buccaneers what was their agenda what 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 was their agenda behind the scenes for for uh, for um for, for um for, for Bruce Arians talking to Antonio Brown on the sideline like that? What was their agenda for why um you know they uh uh he comes to them and lets them know that his ankle might not be a hundred percent, but they still tell him to play anyway. We're not resting players. What was their agenda behind the scenes? that uh, are that, starting to come out as Antonio Brown is speaking his mind. Like we, we, That's a conversation that has to be had. I feel like it's too much. We can't We can't always just go to one side and bash one side. We have to look at the totality of a situation and then be able to assess our perspective off that. And I feel like too many people just looked at what Antonio Brown did on the field and left it at that and didn't want to get to the root of why that situation may have took place. Uh, Antonio Brown is not a crazy person. He's just an emotional. Uh, he's very emotional when he feels like when he feels like uh, disrespect is coming his way, and he has he, his emotional intelligence is not as high as he needs to be for someone who's a grown man, and that and that's the problem. However, that is not the only situation we have right here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers need to be looked at heavily by you know other people as well, and we need to get to the root of the problem, not just the Antonio Brown part. Yep, that's definitely.
1: I agree. I agree with you, Mike. Definitely. there for sure. There's a lot of gray areas that we don't know about this situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. there for sure. He coming out saying that, you know, he wasn't medically right and kind of forced him again, much like the Kawhi Leonard situation. Yes. 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 Very I mean. similar to that. So this is a brother that was maybe, you know, like emotions got the best of him at the time of, of you know, or what was going on, but he knew that his health was priority. And maybe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers second that in their agenda.
2: So there's yeah. a, lot, a
1: lot of things that we don't know, Mike.
2: Yes. Also reminded, you know, what the, the, it reminded me of the Kawhi Leonard situation. But you know what it also reminded me of, Sevi That Andre Iguodala situation as well with the Warriors. Right. It, it was very, they're very, very similar to each other. I, it, made, it makes me wonder. And it, it, what, what made it even more crazy was that he got released right after he made his statement. So it's, it's, a lot, it's, a lot, it's a lot with this story, but I just want people to look at the whole thing instead of just looking at one side.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. So that wraps up our segment here today. Myself and Mike, we want to say so long for you guys until next week. Enjoy all the great NFL playoffs,
2: and it, there's best to come, Mike. Yes, sir. Peace and love, everybody.
1: Hey, everyone, we're excited just as much as you guys tonight, if you enjoyed this show. And frankly, even some of our other episodes as well. If you want to show your appreciation for the show, ensure that you leave us a rating and a review in our iTunes and Spotify. And remember, you can stay locked in here and connected. Savypodcast.info link for the latest news, articles, interviews, and much more. And remember, wherever you're listening on air or online, the SEBI Podcast is wherever you go.
0: Lunch okay. Michael with them flows. they like waves, and you know, and I get them out fast. I'm Usain on them tracks, like Jordan the paint. trash. Nah. Ain't my level, relax. Bro, just pull up them stats. Let my game show the facts. Know that you can never pass it, so you cause another egg, like Serena, am classy. It's my planet, it's my planet. All my space, you won't be jamming. Don't put me in the box. Keep on winning, I don't stop. Think you got an easy lane? I'm the Kembe with the blood, that's all you got. Yeah. I'm on another level. Yeah, I'm on another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on another level. Yeah. yeah. Like at Ferg, I'm on a new level. Okay.
1: opulent inventory our proud partners here on the show from iphones to macbooks to apple tv to apple watches to trade-ins and much more now you can have the apple product of your dreams visit opulent inventory on opulentinventory.com and on instagram my guy nash and guardy are the very best in the game to provide you the apple product of your dreams now let's get back to the show